Defense go to work. Special teams go to work. Offense, you know what to do. All right, everybody, welcome in. This is the latest episode of the 1796 Sports Podcast. Pretty uh, pretty depressing episode, but you know what? We do this win or lose. Uh, we got Code Orange in here today. He's going to review the game with us. Code Orange, say what's up. What's up? What's up, y'all? How are you doing? Well, for Tennessee fans, they're probably not doing too good. So um, if you guys are listening to this, you know, after the fact, obviously, um, we, we're recording while the game is still going on, which is something that we never do. Um, but you know what? When it's this bad, sometimes you just need to turn the shit off and get right into it. So that's what we're going to do. Currently, with five minutes left to go in the game, the Vols are trailing 36-7. to seven. Now, we try really, really hard to be a family-friendly show. We typically don't say a whole lot of swear words so uh that is not going to be the case tonight i can go ahead and tell you that so if that kind of thing bothers you then leave um we're all pissed we're all very pissed i mean your season's on the line and i'm going to say this and then i'll kick it to nbf but your season's on the line as of right now i mean before the georgia game kicks off i mean you still have a chance to go to the sec east you sure shit don't now though because you didn't come out to play not a single player came to play today. Uh, Joe Milton looks like about the only player that was in it today. The running game was atrocious. Running defense was atrocious. Coaching was god-awful. Somebody, I mean, and, and people might say this is an overreaction, but somebody needs to get fired for this. We let a Division two white running back get 300 all-purpose yards. On a, on a run defense that's top 20 in the nation, I don't know. It's like they never got off Top the bus. five in the nation. I mean, I, I, I don't – there's no rationale for this. Everybody was talking about Luther Burden get, tearing us up or Theo Weiss tearing us up. The dudes did nothing. It, a, a white running back from D2 Truman State just packed our shit in and sent us home. Like, I mean, I, I don't even know what to say. In, NVF – Listen, uh, you, you you said it perfectly. You have, your season's on the line, and nobody fucking showed up. Nobody. The coaches didn't show up. Then you have Elijah Herring, who, honestly, I might be faster than. I'm fat, and I could probably outrun that kid. Like, an offensive lineman is running running past him. Like, what? Joe Milton was the best player on our team, and he didn't even play that well. When they when they showed that replay of that, Elijah Herring was running so slow. I saw seven fucking snails run past him. <laughs> Elijah, it's Herring. a joke. It's a joke at this point. Like it's it's funny because like now you thought this environment for the Georgia game next week was going to be something. No one's going to go. Who wants to go? They're going to get slaughtered. Uh, Elijah Herring. Yeah, time out, time out. This is my first time in ever on a podcast. So we we look like dog shit today. <laughs> but Neyland's gonna be sold out, and I've said the same thing the whole year. We're beating Georgia in England. No, we're not. 
Yes, we are. No, I guarantee you we're not. I'll, All right. I'll All right. bet my right. mortgage on it, bro. Hey, we'll we'll get in uh we'll get into that later. Uh, we'll talk about how Code Orange is gonna be homeless next week. But uh Ryan, go ahead and finish your thought. Uh, Elijah Herring turns like a 17th century sailboat. Like I, I've never seen <laughs> I, I've never seen anybody with zero lateral movement. And for Tim Banks to think that he can keep up with Schrader in pass coverage, that's probably why he has the most rece- he he had less receiving yards coming into this game total than what he got in this game, and it's because Tim Banks doesn't have a fucking clue what he's doing. Agree. The sailboat reference is actually being fucking generous. I mean, probably faster. It's ridiculous. Like, uh, there's not enough time in the world to talk about this game. To be honest, like all the negative things we could say, literally. Cody Schrader, whatever his name is, won the game for Missouri. I don't care what anyone says. Like, literally, if he got hurt during the game, we would have won this game. Like, like Schrader was it. That was it. That's all they needed. They literally just dumped the ball off to him and just checked the ball down to Schrader, and he'd just get 40 yards every time. I mean, Brady Cook might be a lot, but he didn't. My my argument to that is, yes, now Schrader will be – plasticized for the dump downs, but if it were to be the opposite way in us doing something like that with Jalen Wright or Dylan Sampson, then they'd be like, oh, all Joe Milton can do is check the ball down. I mean, Uh, I, I hate, 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 hate to say this with it being my first time on the podcast. I Deontay Thornton going out the way that he went out on that first touchdown, that hurt us. Yeah, I mean, you had freshman wide receivers in the game after that who couldn't catch a ball, couldn't run the right route. I mean, I I, I really I really want to get into the abortion of a game plan that Tim Banks trotted into Columbia with. Like – and, and what, I don't think Tim Banks likes Columbia. The word Columbia, South Carolina, Mizzou, yeah. I don't think he likes it. Yeah, hopefully we never go down to South America and play a game because he'd shit his pants. Yeah, no shit. I mean, I don't. in what world do you think your soft, shitty zone defense with five secondary seniors like who are slow is going to work? Well, I'm sorry, I, but I'm glad. I'm so glad that all these guys are gone after this season. Everybody that played in the secondary today sucks. I mean, I'm sorry. It, it, Judy Lolly is the worst. I hate Judy Lolly with a passion. I'll <laughs> go on any any record and say that everybody wants to praise him when he does something good, but Judy Lolly is the absolute worst. I've been a Kamel Haddon uh, stand since he came in, and him leaving, that's been – that's been the detrimental to the defense. Yeah, and I, I really want to get into that. Like, apparently Tim Banks thinks without Kamal Haddon, instead of putting new players in the game and running how you were running, we're just going to run that soft, shitty zone uh, against quarterbacks and make them look like prime Joe Montana. Like, what's, yeah. what's the rationale? I mean, the shitty zone allowed them to chew up clock the whole game. It allowed them – it allowed Schrader to have – like 
over 100 receiving yards. It allowed them to convert every single third down that was more than five yards. Like, it, it is ridiculous that we sat in that zone for the whole game. I mean, who would have thought that if I told you before the game – well, first of all, nobody would have thought this in the first place. But if I told you before the game Tennessee was going to be down 36-7, to seven, you would think that Luther Burden had 300 yards. Or, I swear. Absolutely. Like, like, who would have thought that Cody Schrader would have 300 all-purpose yards by himself? Uh, NVF, what did you think about Tim Banks' game plan today? What game plan? <laughs> I mean, honestly, did he even come with a game plan? It looked like this team, like I said before, the coaches and players look like they didn't show up. Like, it's like they planned to lose this game. Like, it makes no sense to me. This this motherfucker makes a million and a half dollars. I'll do and, it for free. I mean, and I swear he, to God, I'll, dog, I'll do it. I'll do it for the sideline gear. <laughs> I mean, you really? might not. You might not do much worse. I mean, uh, I'll do better. I guarantee it. I mean, but it's it's seriously, it, it genuinely doesn't make sense. I mean, even if he had, he he obviously drew his game plan in fucking Crayola, but even if he didn't do that. I mean, how do you have a top five rush rushing defense and then you just shit the bed in the most critical time? Like, the most critical game of the year, everything is still in front of you if you win this game and you come out. They the- do it every time every time in the critical game. I mean, yeah, but at some point, somebody's got to be held accountable for that. I mean, it, last year, I'm, <laughs> we don't, I don't know if we want to go down this road or not, but last year you have everything in front of you and Hypo can't get his team ready. This year, same thing. Hypo can't get his team ready. They're undisciplined. They're making – I know everybody wants to bitch about the refs, but the refs don't make – the refs were bad today, but it doesn't it, – it, it's not the reason we lost. We're undisciplined. We can't we, – we cannot rise to the occasion. Um, the best things about our team suck ass on our worst day. It, it's just at some point somebody has to be accountable for that. Now, I'm sure Hypo will – fire somebody in the offseason. Willie Martinez is gone. There, I mean, there's just absolutely no reason he should be back. Um, but at some point, the buck stops with the head coach. And it's not even debatable. It's not an opinion. Heupel doesn't get his Heupel does not get his team ready in the big games. Just like Florida, everybody thought we were going to lose to Florida because it's Florida. We never win in Gainesville. And guess what? We weren't ready to play. And now that loss looks horrible. You have Missouri tonight. On paper, we should win the game, or we should it should have at least been a lot fucking closer than thirty six to seven. But Hypo didn't have his team ready. You look at him on the sideline; he's doing the Mike Vrabel thing, where he has no fucking clue what's going on. He looks like a deer in front of a semi truck. It, I mean, it's it's so frustrating because if you just come out there and you just you just get beat and you look like you're trying, you know, you're in the game. Okay, fine. If we if we would have lost this game forty one to thirty eight, I don't think any of us would be this pissed. But when you come out there and you don't even have a fucking chance, like you don't look like you even got off the bus. I mean, that is coaching. I agree. I mean, and the, the guy yeah. who needs to be fired is Tim Banks. I mean, he's done this two years in a row in, in a game that you had to have. And I, I noticed this even before tonight, but it, any play that involves any type of motion that, that the offense is running against us, we completely shit our pants and something huge happens for the other team. And the defensive line has no clue how to keep a mobile quarterback contained in the pocket. 
simple. It, it's not ridiculous. only that. How many times did we see our defense looking at the sideline and they'd snap a play? Like, yep. Like, what is that? What is it? It's yeah. it, it's it shouldn't happen ever. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, this is my biggest thing with the defense, and this is why a change needs to be made. Um, a bend don't break defense, which is what you get with a soft, shitty zone, does not work with how Hypo wants to win games, and and that's why I'm way more mad at the defense tonight. Well, I don't think the offense gets a break either because because what the fuck is going on where this hard-headed like stubbornness is to the point where like i mean it's costing us games where you're down you're not getting anything on the ground and you just you, you stick to it anyway now granted our receivers suck i mean squirrel white is the most reliable but this isn't an sec receiver core I'm sorry. It's just not. Even when Dante Thornton's in the game, I mean, what's he have? Three catches all year. Like, that is definitely a position that needs to be addressed in the offseason. But the offense didn't come to play either. I mean, the offense is going three and out. The defense is on the field all game. Joe Milton, I better not hear anybody say this this is on Joe Milton because it's not. I mean, nobody. I, I I will physically fight somebody if they say it's on Joe Milton. I mean, I, I, I just don't know, like, how no – neither side of the ball comes to play. It, 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 it It's just – I mean, I'm at a loss for words. This is the first time I've turned off a Vols game, I think, in the Hypo era. It's, it's here's, here's – my argument is uh, – it, even the broadcasters is that uh, no, we don't have Hendon Hooker, we don't have this, we don't have that. Yeah, Hooker is gone. Uh, the thing that they want to shade in the situation, I I am a Milton stan. I am. I talked to his mom and his uncle and them multiple times a week. Uh, Milton put in the work. He's here. And I don't want Nico in behind that line right now anyways. Uh, you may agree with me and you may not agree with me uh, in in this sense. Uh, but at the same time, they tend to forget that Milton was the starter before he got hurt a couple of years ago when Hooker came in and we had Lightning in a bottle last year. Uh, everybody else that cracks me up and makes me want to laugh, and I know y'all don't have me on here a lot, and this may, may be the doing factor of that, but everybody bitches about where we're at record-wise, and after this game. But I'm proud that we're bitching about where we're at record-wise. If I'm being honest with you, yeah, uh, we're not at a point. We're in a, we're in a bowl game. We're obviously not going to go to any. We'll be in the Tax Slayer Bowl or some something of that manner. Uh, but at the same time, we're not at the last game of the season having to beat Vanderbilt to be 
bowl eligible. I get where you're coming. I get your point, but I mean, at the beginning of the season, you know, sitting here at seven and three, what we would have probably taken that. But it, it's when you're this close, it's the yep. way that it's ending. It's the way that it's ending. Facts. I'm not. I agree with that. Yeah, like I'm not pissed. You know, in a bubble that we're seven and three, I'm pissed because we're seven and two with everything in front of us, and we shit the bed. Facts. Yeah. Like, we pissed. We pissed down our legs every time. Yeah, it's in our I mean, favor. You know, if you if you have a season like you know like Arkansas is having right now, it's like, well, hey. at least you just know you suck. But like with us, it's like we're so close to being there, and then we shit the bed. NVF, I want to toss this over to you. Let you run for a minute. <laughs> what do you think about this? And Code Orange hit on something that we were going to get onto later anyway. Um, no, I don't think you start Nico next week. So I don't even want to talk about that. No, I don't think you start. Why, I mean, why would you start him? I mean, like, he'll just he'll get killed. And I mean, it's it's not even about getting killed. It's it, it's more of a, like why start him? I mean, let Joe play it out. There's nothing to play for. I mean, yeah, exactly. That's yeah, that's the point. Like Georgia is going to come to town, and they're. You know, I'm not saying no. There, yeah, there's always a chance. College football is crazy. I mean, yes, we could win at home. But honestly, I don't see how a team after a loss like that could come back and beat a team like Georgia. It's not going to happen. Georgia is going to be playing for an undefeated season, which they will go and, you know, probably make a natty run. I don't know if they'll, you know, do all that. But no, Nico should not start that game. We're just not. We're not mentally tough. No, not after that performance. Like, I thought we were. I was like, oh, they're going to come in. The season's on the line. They're going to be locked in. You, I don't know if you saw the thing they posted with them getting off the bus. It didn't even look like they wanted to be there. Tennessee football posted them getting off the bus, and they all look like slobs. Like, they didn't even look like they were, like, wanting to play football. And it's embarrassing. Like, I, I, I'm telling you, I, tur- I turned the game off at halftime. I caught glimpses of what happened, but like, I, I couldn't even watch the game. Like, it wasn't even enjoyable. So, there's not really much to say. Other, I mean, we said it all already. I mean, someone's got to be fired. So, like, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if someone got fired sooner rather than later. I mean, there's no point to keep them. It's just a waste of money. Yeah, I mean, so helpless balls said it best. Um, if Hypo wants to be here long term, he will need to part ways with Banks and Martinez. I don't think that's even debatable at this point. I mean, if I was Danny White, I would look Danny Hypo right in his – Danny Hypo. I would look Josh Hypo in his face after this game, and I would say, listen, I don't care if they're your friends. Martinez and Banks are gone. Yeah, that's not debatable. It's – both, yeah, no, both. I would, uh, you know, how ecstatic people would be if that popped up on my Twitter feed. Like, I wouldn't even care about the loss. Show me they're fired. Yeah, if you don't do it now, you're going to turn into Lincoln Riley, where you normally have a good offense, but your lack of seriousness on the defensive side of the ball, you're never going to get anywhere. So you have to do it now. Literally, like they, it should be tonight. Like it shouldn't even be a question. They should be packing their stuff when they when they get back to Knoxville. It's yeah. just that's the the thing that is so disappointing about it. And I'm going to reiterate this because I think it needs to be. This team has no guts. I mean, anything. Do y'all ever feel 
when when we're down double digits, do y'all ever feel like we're going to come back and win the game? Because I don't. I, no, I don't feel that way when we're up by double digits. I, yeah, like I'm always expecting something bad to happen. By the yeah. way, listen listen to how pathetic this is. So say what you want about officiating, but we finished the game with nine penalties for 95 yards. A whole football field's worth of penalty yardage. You're not going to win a game against a good team like that. We only had the ball for 20 minutes. 20 minutes. 36 to 7 is the final now. Yeah. I mean, and it could have been worse. Like it should have been worse. Like I'm I'm shocked Missouri didn't put up 60. They should have. Like that, that that's that's they should, they, yeah, absolutely after what we did to them the past. Well, and that's the thing that is obvious at this point is I, I told you the other day on our preview podcast, I told you all Missouri had all kinds of bulletin board material. They had all kinds of stuff. And obviously they came to play today. They were prepared. The moment wasn't too big for them. And they've kicked our ass. It's as simple as that. I mean, they they played better in every facet of the game. They dominated. And they were in the game mentally. They wanted it more than we did. It's as simple as that. No, yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. Like I said, you could tell before the game even started. Like like I said, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but even when we got the pick at the beginning of the game, like it didn't feel like I didn't – like I wasn't – it didn't feel like it pumped up the team. Like you got to pick – and then you'd run three plays and you're off the field for the whole quarter. Like, I mean, it's embarrassing. I just, I just can't. I, I, I really, that, that's about that's what I was about to talk about. Normal ball fan, the play calling after that interception and the play calling coming out of the, coming out of halftime was six of the worst plays I've ever seen in my life. Like no aggressiveness, no, like nothing that even, resembled you trying to move the ball and it was just so disappointing because if, if you score off the interception it's probably a completely different game oh it absolutely is plus you got balled half so i mean yeah the, the the two moments in the game where you really had a chance to do something or answer like something go your way you didn't do anything either time and furthermore the the I knew we lost the game when Jalen Wright fumbled and then they went and got a field goal in 20 seconds because we couldn't stop two big runs by, by Schrader. I, I, I drove from my dad's house to my house and started and opened this word document for this podcast. I knew the game was over after that happened. Yeah. There's not much to say about this game. I mean, we Bryce, we just talked about it. Someone's got to be fired immediately. Like, and we've been talking about this for years. And also, we were spoiled last year. That that's what killed this fan base. Like we and I hey, even me. I, I said I really thought this team could go ten and two this year. And we just got spoiled. That's why it hurts more this year than any other year. Because we got the taste of that offense, and the offense is not even close to what it was. The defense today looked like the defense from last year. Like, I mean, I don't know what else to say about it. Yeah, and you, I, you, you, you could have been ten and two this year if you, you know, had any thought of playing a good game on the road. Like this, this game today, 
and the Florida game in September are two games that you should win, and we just can't play on the road. Well, simple as that. I mean, that's the thing, though. Like, at some point, that is on coaching. I mean, you have – You have different players. The team is not – the exact same team that it was last year. Now, obviously, the team last year was better. We all know that. But the fact that every single year there's at least one game that the team just does not look prepared. There's one game every single year where it looks like they all got off Willie Nelson's tour bus and walked onto the field. I mean, it makes no sense. There's one game every year where they're not prepared. They can't do anything right. They don't look like they're into the game. I mean, Josh Heupel looked like he got absolutely plastered last night and had the worst hangover he's ever had. It, it was just weird. I, I just don't get it. I mean, Dorkwitz is a good coach, and his team came out and they played. And even last week against Georgia, Missouri hung tough. And then <laughs> we can't even get up to beat a team that we have beaten – by a combined like hundred points over the last two seasons. Like yeah. that's the thing. Cause I know people are going to say people on Twitter are going, are going to say, well, I don't know why you guys are pissed. Like we all predicted eight and four, or we all predicted, you know, Astro said that. Yeah. And I agree with him. I agree with him. I said seven or eight wins in my opinion, I thought was reasonable, but like, I'm still pissed because of the way that we're going to get to that record. We're going to get to that record by shitting the bed in two games that we could have won. And that's the frustrating part about it. And you know what? Obviously, Florida and obviously Missouri, we just weren't even in. We just didn't even come to play. But the Florida game, I'm going to count too, because the Florida game, or I'm sorry, the Alabama game, Nick Saban made adjustments after the half. Josh Heupel obviously didn't. Like, it's just frustrating. I know, and I, I still think Heupel is a great coach. I, I think Heupel is a brilliant offensive mind. Now, today, the VFL show pointed this out. This is the lowest amount of points we've scored under Heupel against the vaunted Missouri defense. Like, come on. Are you kidding me? This is I, – I, I hinted at it earlier, but the bend don't break does not work without Heupel wants to win games. When you have four plays, one of them being a punt in the first quarter, that's not going to work because you never get a chance to tire out a defense. You never get a chance to stack those plays on top of each other. You never get a chance to do anything if the defense is on the field for eight minutes at a time. And this is why I don't get, you know, people point this out on Twitter sometimes. I, I, I see it. I don't get too mad when people call Heupel's offense a gimmick because it all depends on the flow of the game, especially when you're on the road. And I also want to bring up, Jalen Wright couldn't do shit today, and we just kept playing him like it was going to change. And Dylan Sampson, the couple, and don't get me wrong, I mean, it got called back for a holding call, but he gets he gets a big run, it gets called back. But you barely see him on the field. Like, how... Like, what is going on? And then you're playing a, a Jabari. No offense to Jabari. He's hurt, and you're playing him. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with Samson. Like, what's going on? Like, if I'm Samson, I'm seriously consider leaving because I guarantee you that someone, a big school, 
will take him and say, hey, you're going to be our starting running back if you transfer. And why not? Why wouldn't you? For real, like, seriously, that's a real question. Why wouldn't you leave? The I don't know if what's going on because they keep such a tight lid on everything there. But there's got to be a reason why Josh Heupel just decides that he hates Dylan Sampson every other game. Yeah, you don't play him at Florida, you get annihilated. You don't play him at Mizzou, you get annihilated. Uh, he literally won the game at Kentucky. Dylan Sampson won that game at the end. And he doesn't get I, – I don't know if he even got 10 snaps today. I, I didn't really pay attention enough because we were getting our ass kicked. But, I mean – it's just I will I will never forgive him this season long for the fact that Dylan Sanson did not play in the Florida game. No, yeah, that, was, that was probably the worst call this season was not playing him at all. Yeah. Listen, uh apparently my mic has been muted through this whole process of this <laughs> debate back and forth uh that y'all were having uh with the manner in which today's game was handled. Um, I mean, it's just the day in general. This is how it is. <laughs> I mean, mics are muted. Like, it's just how the day's gone for Vol fans today. I feel like I was Tim Banks. Maybe he was, his mic was muted trying to call plays in. But uh, it, the fact that we're on this stage and the fact that we ha- still have a chance to make it to the SEC championship and we piss down our leg righteously, uh, that's coaching, man. That is, that's not on a single individual player. Yes, our secondary looked like ass today. Uh, Schrader looked like Christian McCaffrey for whatever reason today. At the same time, uh, I, I don't have many words for today i i will still lead and i will still drive my nine and a half hour drive and say that we're gonna beat georgia next week just because it's at home Mm. and i have faith Mm -mm. but uh that it today was atrocious well, if you have faith that we can beat Georgia after the shit show that took place today, then uh, you are a stronger man than I. Um, I don't have faith that we could beat Farragut right now. So, I, no, I'm I seriously, mean, you, you might want to get worried about this Vandy game. That's all I'm saying. If, dude, if the team, uh, bro, the last pick six, no, no, hold on. The last pick six that just happened, Joe Milton was the only one that chased this guy down. That's facts. And and the players are not in it. So that's why I'm saying this Georgia game is not going to be good is because the players are not going to be in it. I don't care if it's home or not. No, I'm going to pay my $800 for my two seats. And I'm going to I got season tickets. I'll still be there. I hope they they, they make me happy, but I am not expecting a win. I mean, that's the thing that that you worry about, right? At this at this time of the year, you worry about people checking out and now that they know that the SEC championship is not, you know, pl- it's not going to happen. 
how many people are going to check out? How many people are going to be like, yeah, 90, 90 to 95%. I mean, obviously Joe Milton's not because he has nothing else to look forward to. Like this is it for him. But I mean, it, this is just, it, it's embarrassing. It's a sad way. Hey, to tell go. Me, tell me, what, what do you mean? Joe Milton has nothing else to look forward to. I he mean, doesn't. he's not coming back next year and he's not going to the NFL. So He's get, he he will get drafted by somebody just because of his arm. No, I think he'll go. I think he's going to get picked undrafted. Yeah, I I kind of agree with Code Orange on that. I think the arm will get him drafted, but you know the inaccuracy might keep him off a roster. Well, regardless, it, it's mean, it's not, it's not it's not going to be a top tier, but somebody somebody will put him on their roster just because of his arm strength. And I'm gonna root for him wherever he goes. I mean, I'm a fan. Oh, that's but, fair. That's fair. Well, he's a VFL. I mean, he. He's, that's why I always like Joe Milton. I never he hated Joe Milton so much. I'll be going to the XFL if I'm if I'm not lying. He'd probably star there, but I, I just think it's you know that he showed so much heart. How any Tennessee can't fan could be giving Milton shit at this point is they just, all are. You should you should look at Twitter. Oh, they, I, I've seen. Yeah, I, I want to get off on. I want to get y'all's thoughts on something. So everybody knows John Reed. So John Reed tweeted, staring down the barrel of eight and four without giving our five-star freshman any valuable reps, an absolute wasted season that too many people are defending. Disgusting. NVF, what's your thoughts on that? Coming to me next. No, go ahead, Code. There's absolutely no reason to waste a season with Nico. Nico is the future. Nico will do his thing. Joe Milton stuck with us when he had absolutely no reason to stick with us and could have transferred out and done phenomenally somewhere else. They stuck and proved that they love loyalty. Uh, Joe Milton did his thing. That and and that that's me being. That's throwing the bias out of the situation for me just because if if Hendon is with him, I'm with him. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, NBF, do you all have thoughts on, on what John Reed said? Go ahead, Normal. Dude, no, I don't have any thoughts, to be honest. Like, I... I'm so – I'm like checked out at this point. It's well, hard. And I'm usually one of the most positive Vol fans on Twitter. And I am like, dude, I know you're depressing me. You're usually the voice of reason. It, 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 I'm telling you, it's, it's just because the whole game, they weren't there. No one showed up. It, that's what makes this loss so much harder is that Missouri played well, but we could have beat them. Like we could have beat them handily. And, but no one showed up. No, no, that was not a, uh, hey, we could still win the, the East. Like, their whole thing this year was win the East. That was not win the East mentality. Well, and I, I totally agree with you, but the thing that concerns me is everybody's talking on Twitter about the lack of wide receiver depth or the lack of the secondary sucking ass without Haddon, which are valid points, but personnel issues, roster issues – can be fixed in the offseason via the portal, via NIL. We can get new players. The thing that concerns me is the lack of discipline and the fact that these players 
are not bought in. And I don't know if that's, if you can change that. I mean, it's, it's, you can change it, but it's not as easy to change as just a talent issue. It's not like we have a simple talent issue. We just have to get like Vanderbilt and Arkansas just don't have the talent. We have talent. Mm. Our players just aren't bought in. I mean, granted, yes, there are some, there are some position groups that could use a talent injection, but the players that are not bought in a team, there are teams that have two wins right now that still play hard. Tennessee is the type of team where if everything isn't going our way, they just pout. Exactly. I mean, look at the end of the game. I don't know if you've seen it, but Elijah Simmons tried smoking Brady Cook on the last knee of the game. That's embarrassing. It's, it's embarrassing. You lost. You didn't show up. Like, don't. There ain't no point. There's I mean, no it's point. as simple as that. Uh, Dorkowitz's Missouri team had nothing to play for today other than revenge, and they all showed up. They all came to play. Heupel's team had way more to play for, and they didn't show up. I mean, it's coaching. It, that is so infuriating. If you have a, t- if there's a talent gap, that is understandable. Nobody in their right fucking mind thinks that Missouri is 30 points better than Tennessee. They're not. And the only way that they could win by 30 is when Tennessee's not in the game mentally. No, and that's what makes you think of, like, did something happen th- this week? Like – I'm not buying into that like I did South Carolina last year. No, I'm not saying like someone got into a fight, but like like the whole, like, how are you not in the game? Like, how are you not like wanting to like kill someone on the field? Like, like Schrader, Schrader had that mentality today. Like he was not getting tackled. He was going to play as hard as he could. And I give him credit for that. And now, you know, yeah, to have – you know, I'm going to ask this question. So, let's say we magically beat Georgia. Does this make up for it? No. No. Exactly. It doesn't mean yes. anything. Bullshit. No, it doesn't. No. It doesn't mean yeah. anything. What do you mean? How? It does, it does not Because guess what? Thing. If we beat Georgia, we're still not going to the SEC championship, so who gives a shit? And they're still going. Like, it's already announced. Like, Georgia versus Alabama, that's it. And beating, in my opinion, beating Georgia next week is a moral victory. Like it'll make us feel good. Don't I mean? Don't get me wrong, Code. I will be ecstatic if we beat Georgia next week. Absolutely ecstatic. But we're still not going to the SEC championship. They still are, and we still shit the bed. And it, it'll it'll probably make me more pissed if we win. Actually, yes. because <laughs> because how in the fuck? Can you not beat Missouri, but then you go and beat Missouri? Or Florida. Florida's, yeah. Florida's like, dog shit this year. Yeah. Honestly, it, it, what, honest, honest to God, what I had myself prepared for is beating Mizzou, beating Georgia, and you will all slay me for this, and for some reason, shitting the bet against Vanderbilt. <laughs> Bryce mentioned that earlier in the, in the season. <laughs> but... Yeah, if, if do you do everything that we need to and then shut the bat against Vanderbilt. Yeah. It, but like if you do end up beating Georgia magically, however it happens, doesn't matter. If you end up beating them, it would be the like very similar to what happened in 2016 when you blew it against South Carolina and Vandy. And everybody wanted Bush Jones fired after that, but that you know, that's completely different. This is fourth year and all that, but 
everybody hated Bush Jones, and we did beat Georgia and Florida, but then you blew it against two teams that you should have beaten. So that's going to be the same story if we end up beating Georgia. It just I seems- understand, especially, especially living in – I live in Arkansas is where I live at. So I live where Bush Jones coaches now. So uh, listening to everybody have a hopeful take on the Arkansas – State Red Wolves and this and that when they're doing decent. Uh, yeah, but they're losing 21 to 6 right now to South Alabama. <laughs> uh, that that will forever be my argument. Yeah, I mean, the only, only thing Butch beat Georgia, he beat Florida in the same season. Yeah, but that's the thing. I think that's Ryan's point is like, even in our best seasons, we still shit the bed. It's just the Tennessee way. Yeah. You, even when everything goes right and you beat a team that nobody expects you to beat, you still shit the bed. Last year, you, you let Spencer Rattler hang damn near hang 70 points on you. It's just so frustrating. It's every fucking year we lose a game because we just – and that we're never even in. That's the thing. Like, it's never close. Last year, South Carolina blew our freaking brakes off. This year, Missouri blew our brakes off. It's like it's never even close. If we just came up short by a field goal, okay, you can live with that. But when you just get your fucking doors beat off because you're not ready to play, I mean, that is frustrating. That is – there's no other way to – I feel like I'm beating a dead horse here, but, I mean, it's just true. This is coaching. There is no – this team is so undisciplined. It's just like – there was a play when we were still in the game somewhat. It was like, I think it was 22 to seven at this point. And um, Mizzou had the ball and they had like a second and 20 or something. And then Gary Danielson said, Oh, looks like another holding on Missouri. And of course not. It was a face mask on Judy Lally. And it's like, come on. Like that's a, that's a senior making that play. Like that's a senior with a backbreaking penalty. It's like either everybody on our team has the football IQ of a 12-year-old or Heupel is not a disciplinarian. Well, it's got to be one or the other. Um, I want to go back to that that John Reed tweet. I didn't get a chance to give my opinion on it, if y'all don't mind. Yeah, go. sorry about that. No, it's it's all good. Um, I 100% agree with him. Um, Eight and four with a six-year quarterback – when you have Nico in the wings, is it's what he, it's it's a waste. It's what he said. Like I I, I know I'm going to be on an island here. There's no reason to play Joe the rest of the season. I don't care. He's going to have to face a good defense at some point. So you might as well do it now. Like he needs to be playing at this point. There's nothing to play for besides the ball game. Everything is lost besides your your record. Just put him in, and. I commend Joe for staying. I commend him for doing what he can for this team. But at this point, the smart move would be to get him in the game and get him reps because it's the end of the year and nothing matters anymore. Yeah, I mean, I just – Hypo's not going to do that. But it's... And that's exactly the frustration that John Reed was showing, I guess, is that when you don't get him any reps, like he, imagine how much better he, he could be if, if you get him – these last three games worth worth of reps. 
come next September. Especially a game like Georgia. Yeah, I mean, so I, you want to, you want to start Nico? I do, and I, I don't care. Like if people say he's skinny, he's six six, two hundred pounds. Like he's not gonna die. He's a he's been playing football for years. Like, and I I don't think the line is horrible enough to be scared of that either. Like I you have to see what he's got in these last three three, three games of opportunities to get him reps. Sadly, uh, I just don't see it happening. Like, I, 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 I don't, don't. Which is why it's so frustrating to accept. Eight well, it's the same thing with the firings. I don't think that's going to happen either. Well, I don't think they're going to happen during the season. Then these last. I think season. they should happen though. They should, but he's probably not going to. Should, check should happen tonight, dude. On the bus. Yeah, they shouldn't let them on the bus. I know some. They should. Crazy. They should get the Arkansas Brent Believer treatment. Yeah. I mean, some people will think that it's a good quality to have. And, I mean, I guess it is. Like, the players obviously like it. But Heupel's loyal to a fault. Like, I honestly think he will be loyal to people, even if it's not in the best, best interest of the team. And that's a problem. Well, you see these. We need to, in the offseason, what we need to do, we need to coast this season out. We need to throw the fucking – Check look at Alex Golish and get Alex Golish back. Yeah, I don't. I'm honestly at this point where it's like I think that was a mistake. I, I how do you not keep him? I understand well, I like mean, the overall goal is to advance to a head coach. So like obviously, you know he wants his own team. But yeah, I mean he's not gonna take a demotion. But I don't know about that. Depending on how much money you throw at him. Yeah. No shit. Because if you if you offered me a, a crap ton of money to be an offensive coordinator, I'm gonna take it. But especially do at we Tennessee. even know if he's gonna if do we even know if Hypo would give up play calling though? Because see that's well, the he thing. needs like, to. Well, yeah. yeah, he needs to, but I, he's stubborn as hell. That's the whole point. It's like the, they need the, a new they need a new defensive coordinator for sure, and they need to. Yeah, they need to be thinking about who could, you know, be an offensive coordinator. I think Halsley should Listen, stay in, quarterback. In, coach, but. in a promising mind and me living in Arkansas, if I had to choose, I would take Bobby Petrino from Texas A&M and put Bobby Petrino at play calling duties, fire Tim Banks at defensive coordinator, and bring – Help bring normal ball fan in to run the goddamn defense. If I'm, if that's what we're being concerned about, and let it rip. But I'll you run, can't run be it. the num- You can't. You can't be the number three run rushing defense in the nation, and do what you did against Schrader and Mizzou. You want to hear what uh, Dork said about? the game tonight i don't know if you've seen this right? yeah. yeah he said they kicked our ass <laughs> yeah we had some unfinished business from last year and we came out and took care of business great win our defense kicked their ass tonight yeah props to him i mean i i make fun of him all the time i call him Dorkwitz because he is a freaking dork he definitely like cuts the grass in cargo shorts and white new balances but he had his team ready to play and Josh Heupel didn't, and he outcoached the hell out of – he took Josh Heupel out back and spanked him. Yeah, I mean, 
Eli Drinkwitz put Tim Banks in a torture chamber as soon as the clock started rolling. And yeah. whoever their defense coordinator is, put them in his torture chamber. Like, Well, it's not like – I don't even think that they're – I mean, I'm not trying to discredit the win. It was a huge win for them, and they played their ass off. They deserved the win. But it's not like their game plan was, like, something fantastic that we've never fucking seen before. Their game plan was feed Cody Schrader, and it worked. Yeah, feed Cody Schrader, uh, dink and dunk, yeah, because- and stop our run. Simple. As Ole Miss goes up 7 nothing on Georgia. Oh God! Please, God, do not fucking beat Georgia. Oh, they'll beat them. Just to just God, just to troll us. That'll happen. Never mind. There was a hold mm-hmm. way. <laughs> hey, at least our basketball team's good. Thank God Thank for Dalton Connect. Let oh my say- God! Can we? I just want to say it. I know it's it's the recap of Mizzou, but that dude is him. That guy. He is. is- Incredible. You may never you may never include me on a false game again, but Dalton Connect, I will tattoo his face on my body if we win a national championship. You heard it here first. I will hold you to that. Somebody clip that. That that (laughs) that's getting clipped. Um I think that bum that played that bum white guy that played for the Celtics back in the day. uh, I think his name is Larry Bird. Yeah, connect, oh. is, connect is better. Oh, you might be a you might be a Lakers fan like me. Lake show. Hey, it's all about the Thunder. Thunder up, baby. But no, uh, I'm a Grizzlies fan, and we suck this year. Let me get. Uh, let me go back to Missouri real quick. I, I hear what y'all are saying about Golesh. I think it obviously did play some kind of a role because our offense it's a totally different unit. But uh, unless Golesh was also the hype man, I don't think he would have made a lick of difference today. I mean, the team just wasn't mentally I disagree. Ready. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I just, you know, Golesh wouldn't have stopped Cody Schrader from running for 300 yards. And well, that wasn't his job, though. No, I know. But I'm just saying, like, even if he was. He would have scored more than he did. Yeah, because uh, Halsey, is, like I said, he, he could be the quarterback coach. I think he's a good quarterback coach, but he, he just doesn't have the mind. And I don't care. Everyone says Hypo calls the plays. You can tell a huge difference on the play calling from last year to this year. So yeah, this- I'm telling you now, I will sell my left testicle to bring Alex Golish back and run this offense. Clip that, too. We'll be sure to tell Danny White that. Um, hopefully, call him. Put him, pull him, pull him up. He's hey, an avid, avid listener of the podcast, Danny White. Um, so, any 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 other thoughts y'all have of that abortion of a performance? Nope. Um, the sad ending to a season. That's all I could say. I will say this: I we're beating Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know that like you know things happen, but and we haven't been doing this podcast for too long, but I cannot describe to the audience how depressing it is that NVF is at a loss for words because NVF is never at a loss for words. Anybody who listens, I am usually the, I'm usually the realist. Never had me on. Yeah, I know. 
but I, I'm usually the realist. Ryan is usually pretty optimist. NVF is usually the voice of reason, and NVF is too depressed to even go on at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I may be too over optimistic with this in my thoughts because the Grizzlies suck so much ass at their point in the season. Uh, but it would be the most Tennessee thing to beat Georgia after shooting the bed in this situation today. I agree. So my final thoughts, um, I think John Reed summed it up perfectly. The season is over. Eight and four is an abject failure. Nico should be playing the rest of the year. That's all I have to say about this game until we all meet again. Yeah. All right. There's so, a. There's. Hey, when are we gonna do a Grizzlies podcast? Tell me out. When are we gonna do a Grizzlies podcast? Never. They suck. We're not doing a Grizzlies podcast. Whoa, whoa. First of all, go Knicks, baby. We're gonna have to have. We're gonna have to have a jaw come back. Uh, well, you know. Yeah, until he shows another gun or something. Yeah, we'll we'll do a Grizzlies podcast when Jaw decides to stop flashing guns. Yeah. Um. So, anyway, everybody's pretty upset, as y'all could tell. Code Orange, I wish I had your optimism, buddy. I don't think there's a chance in hell that we win next weekend. But we're yeah, we better to- pop back in, and I will be walking out of the stadium. We better pop back in and have this podcast when we beat Georgia. <laughs> if we beat Georgia, you can be on the podcast for sure next week, okay? I don't I'll- need permission. I'll run my own podcast then. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be you're gonna be on one if we win against Georgia. I can already tell. If we win, if we win against Georgia, then I'm shaving my head. Clip it. <laughs> you gotta stop signing yourself up for this shit, man. <laughs> no, I no, I don't. All right, MVF. Anything else, buddy? No, All right, MVF. I mean, I, I mean, love I you, bro. I would definitely say uh, go Vols still. Um, There's always next year. All right, go Vols.